It's time for the Plank Show with Josh Helmer and Sooner sideline reporter Chris Plank. Oh, let's go on a Monday. What's up, Ref Army? It's the Plank Show right here on the home of Sooner fans. Did I do the show Friday? I feel like I was out Friday. I was out yeah, Friday, yeah, wasn't yeah, I? Yeah, you were out. Welcome back. I was I was out, and it wasn't even a situation where I could have got on the phone and, and called. We got to the airport, and it was left lane, hammer down, let's go. Yeah, I mean, you guys wheels up like right at 9, did you Yeah, not? I think so. I think everything ran together from this weekend. There's a part of me that almost feels like this weekend didn't really happen, Josh. I mean, I'm not even kidding. I'll, I'll explain in a bit, but good morning. So it, if it seemed rude, I just want to be clear. Usually the first time outside of text messages and stuff that Josh and I get to talk is right here. You know, as we say, good morning. I had to see his, uh, well, I almost said clean shaven, but it's looking good, dude. Are you letting it grow in or? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I, I actually, good. believe it or not, I shaved this morning. Did you really? Gosh, I wish up. I could do that. I am so, I'm still very much a 12-year-old. Whenever it comes to trying to grow facial hair, it's like, ah, oh, this isn't connecting. And Well, outside of the gray, I mean, that's very much so. Which is very distinguished. But usually I walk in and the first person I see is, is TJ and give him the, oh, what's up? It's your weekend? How's your day? Whatever. And I get in here, get set up, and I walked in and Josh was sitting at the, the front desk. And I was like, whoa, hold on here. Wait. Something's gone terribly wrong. Either A, we're all really late for our magazine articles or, or, or B, Josh is ready to make some sort of announcement, and so he's here early. But I, I, <laughs> no announcement. I didn't avoid you, but I was just like, this. we can't use all this stuff right here in this small talk. So I saved it. Is all good? Everything's good, yeah. Look no. at you. It's just, just one of those mornings where I was up, and I mean, what I'd like to get in the habit of is, is just getting to the studio sooner. We could sit out there and do... See, no, we can't. No, we can't, because that's a show that we're doing over there, Josh. I know. We don't have to talk, but I just would like to be hang out. here. Like, we, we pass notes to each other. It's like, can I ask you about this? It's, it's just, you know, it's nice to get here a little bit earlier and I'll tell you flip what. the TV on maybe for a half hour. This was early for me, too. My typical mornings um, are hit the, uh, take the kids to school, right? Do the drop off, and then- Listening to T Row and TJ on my my drive down Main Street from Washington to Golds by and then I I drive at all you freaking crazy people that either A don't know how to drive the speed limit or B you're trying to go back in time. But yeah, I'm um I'm fired up for today, man. We got a really cool show for you. It's a it's a big week in Sooner Athletics. And it's a big day today because you know, we'll have these championship celebrations, and usually they're a couple of days after, right? Maybe maybe KJ and the crew comes in at, uh, you know, on a Wednesday or a Thursday, but uh, it's almost, I mean, this has been championship, left lane, hammer down, let's go from the greeting on Saturday night when they returned um, to KJ and the team. They're coming in today. I mean, I, next hour. I, I've got – I dress nice today. Well, nice for me. I. It's our annual – let's see, I feel like we do this twice a year. We get the preseason sometimes conversation with Tom and Lou, and then we get the 
uh, championship celebration how with did you Tom guys, and Lou. How'd you guys do this again? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like I've got all my notes from last year, and we'll see if we can use those today. But we've got. I'll, I'll run through the list coming up in about ten or fifteen minutes or so. And if anyone comes in early, we'll just. I mean, there's no rules here. The only rules are the constraints of the broadcast clock. So uh, before we get going on that, I did just want to say a big thank you because our boss lady, Casey Vineyard, was on this from the moment. I mean, I, her and Brian are, are so awesome. They care so much about not just great content and giving back to the community. Well, some might say, great content, they got you on the air. But great content, giving back to the community. And she was, I mean, I'm Sunday – I got out of Dodge. I mean, I thank you, Coach Castle. Thank you, Jackie Livingston. When I saw we weren't playing on Sunday, and honestly, if we, if I would have stayed, Josh, I would have had to take last night off. And uh, what I make on my Sunday night show basically feeds that dumb horse. So the horse would have had to go without a meal. So thankfully, it's yeah, it's important to do the show. <laughs> thankfully, they got me a flight out really super early on Sunday, so I was able to get back. And I'm not kidding. Like uh, as soon as I landed back in Norman, at like 9:30, 10 a.m. There's Casey working it, man. She's already on the phone making this happen. So uh, thanks to KJ for making it a reality. Thanks to all the student athletes who are scheduled to come by. And come on, man, Tom and Lou are going to be here in here next hour. That's awesome. Let's go. Um, with, with that said, let's, let's hit – so we've got about an hour to hit everything from this weekend, from all the NBA playoff talk you want to get to, the um, unfortunate end to the Thunder season, but then – the excitement that's building and the the special moment for Mark Dagnalt this week and that we'll get to. We've got a lot. I feel like building in the NFL draft, there is a hands-down slam-dunk favorite to be the first pick now in, in Bryce Young, and this always happens. There is now a couple players who are magically s- slipping, which you can view one way or the other. They're either, A, not really slipping they're just not getting these massive reports and or these massively positive reports from their team meetings. So those that have a source or two are now dropping these guys down NFL draft charts where conversely, Josh Bryce Young seems slam dunked at number one. And it looks like Jalen Carter might still go in the top five to, to eight picks. So all that coming up here in just a bit. We had baseball against tech this weekend. Boy, the big 12 is weird in baseball. I mean, I, Kansas State swept Kansas this weekend. They beat them tw- like 21-18 in a game. Yeah. And as weird as the Big 12 is in baseball, this was just an odd week for the Big 12 in softball, right? Um, guys, Oklahoma State probably should have lost that series to Iowa State. They, had, they didn't really play well at all. And they still take two of three, but they they did lose a game to Iowa State. And I think, I think they're going to drop a game to Texas this weekend. And I know Texas got smoked by Kansas in their opener, but came back and won two of three. Um, you know, Kansas in what was a pretty crucial stretch after getting swept and run ruled by Oklahoma, they've they've gone about their business okay. I, that Friday night game got away from them against Kansas, but they've gone five and one since in Big Twelve play. So I'm. I'm fascinated to see how that goes down this week, and that's a big one between Texas and Oklahoma State. And OU, Josh, softball-wise, is hitting the road to – listen, revenge is not a thing. There's – Grace Lines doesn't have the face painted and walks into the locker room and he goes, Victory! We'll be yours! You know, it's not like I can't remember any of the Mel Gibson lines from Braveheart or any of the lines from Gladiator. But, I mean, it's – they. 
they're playing really well. They played well this weekend. I mean, they played really well this weekend. So, a lot to get to. As always, we love to hear from you. 405-651. What did Gunny just say? 405-651-3439. Um, that's the uh, text line where you can get involved. And I, I should go ahead and add, you can always hit us up on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line at 405-329-9000. Any, anything else we need to get out in the open before we talk a little softball from the weekend? I'm sure there is, but uh, I, I don't know if there's anything that pressingly is coming to mind. Uh, Reeves, wow. Uh, what, what a performance in the NBA, but I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. I do like that he sh- he he waved off Kobe. I think that absolutely made my day. <laughs> he and I'm listening to it, and the guy that's calling it, I think it was the Lakers radio network, noticed it right away, and you could tell that he was excited, and then was uncomfortable. He's like, "Oh, what if they get if LeBron here?" Is that I was building up someone waving mob. He goes, he waves off LeBron, and he's like, I, I mean, he waves off LeBron. Here did, he goes. <laughs> did I send you that thread about like? LeBron James lying at all these different press conferences. Oh, wait, the book? Yes, I saw it. I saw it. I don't know how we got in my timeline, but he's always talking about reading a book, and he's always on the first page. <laughs> and the funniest thing was everybody was doing that again last night with – Oh, him him finding? Was well, it? well, his his quote about Austin Reeves, uh, oh, I knew from the first day that he showed up, this was not a regular two-way player. This is the kind of guy that could fit with my game. It's like it's like. Well, did you? Uh, so, hold on a second. Then I gotta find. I gotta find this cut because I. I'll, and I'll, I'm I'll sure play he was asked you. that question. It's just funny. I didn't realize there was this pushback out there for LeBron James is like this big liar. And oh, well, on and on and on. Do you know? I I don't want to cross sports political lines, but you know where that all started, right? I've got a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a Clay Travis thing. So and and by the way, I mean it was. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you. Anytime I bring up certain names, if I mention Clay Travis, it's like, oh, MAGA, why don't you put your right ha- red hat on and go run around the neighborhood? Or if well, I if I mention um, – Clay kind of has made himself that guy. Truth. Uh, who's, a, uh, who's, who's the one that the, – the congresswoman that every single right-winger despises out of New York? Um, or I could just go the vice AOC? president. AOC? AOC, right. Yeah. If I mention AOC, it's like, oh, Oh, lefty. Yeah, oh, yeah. You good? You, you woke over there? So I know when I mention, you know, either side. So, but I remember seeing him. It was all about the uh, racist graffiti that LeBron allegedly had spray painted at his, at his neighborhood. And then they started going back through, and they're like, has LeBron been honest with us about things? And literally <laughs> found like a million different instances. No, like, wow. The man lives in front of a camera. But that's neither here nor there. It was, it was an awesome night for Austin Reeves, who – is He's, him. He is him, man. So we'll get to that. Um, I feel like I'm leaving something out from the weekend sports wise, but let's let's go ahead. It's it's nine fourteen. Uh, I want to. I, I don't necessarily want to get too far ahead of the chains, but I'd be remiss if I didn't open this show with just a a, a quick recap and maybe a little bit more in depth conversation coming up after the bottom of the hour of of what we learned this weekend in Ohio with Sooner softball. Now, uh, have we got the have we got the um, text that's complaining about not mentioning that Portal has our Porter hasn't done anything in the Portal yet? I'm sure that's coming. Where's your Portal update? Guess what? You don't have one. But oh, and in spring football, there's all kinds of buzz building out of spring football. I, I listened to um, I listened to three different Sooner football podcasts this week, and I'll keep them generic. And 
in that process, I heard of every single player that's having a really good spring, and apparently, Josh, every single player is having a really bad spring too. So that's what I came away from. But I wrote down the names that seem to be consistently mentioned on the positive side, and we'll get to that coming up a little bit later on in the show. But like it. Thank you, Sooner fans in Ohio. Wow. Wow. Um, You know, you go to places and you never really know what the response is going to be, but you know that it's going to potentially be big. Now, I had – no expectations of the of the stadium, um, but it was re- it was really cool. But also with a caveat, okay. Miami of Ohio has has built this stadium. I think they they built it in like two thousand five or something like that, and it's really cool. If there is a style of seating, Josh, in this five hundred seat stadium, they've got it right. They've got, and I think Jessica Bain was there. The sooner a lot of sooner fans listen to the ref that was really reassuring for me, but uh, they had your traditional seating behind home plate. Then down the line, they had berm seating. Then above the berm seating, they had bleacher seatings. And in the right field corner, they had these concrete bleacher seatings. Then in foul territory, which was actually outside of the entrance of the stadium, they had bleacher seating. And man, when I tell you, you couldn't find a seat, you couldn't find a seat. We had um, a Pat Dunn, who was with me all weekend long on the broadcast, you can ask him. During the Miami of Ohio game, we had dads like standing behind us. I was afraid to say anything because I thought I was going to get a forearm shiver to the back of the head. We They always put us when we're on the Oklahoma State does this to us too, but they put us right behind their fan base. So I've got these Miami of Ohio fans, you know, parents mostly, they're just crazy. They're, they're, they're crazy. But my point more than anything else was just to say there's certain times whenever I'm in awe of this presence around the softball team um, and not just with what they do or how they handle their business, but just the passion for it. I mean, it was crazy. I was thinking about, I was thinking about Jessica Beam, who by the way, Josh met Jessica, absolute rock star. Rock star. No shock. I was impressed. I felt, I, I mean, I felt unworthy whenever I met Jessica Bain. But it just, you know, Jess drove two hours, two and a half hours to, to get there to see him. And since a five hours round trip, you know, they, I, I talked to someone that had, which by the way, I learned a lot of these like, hey, they drove up from Indiana. Not really long of a drive. But to me at the time, I was like, whoa, you got here from Indiana? It's got to be like really far away. And then I realized, Oh, I drove through Indiana to get to the airport. There's like eight states somehow there that just come together. But the point is, it was really the athletic director thanked Coach Gasso after the game. He was down on the field. Thanked, hey, thanks for coming. I mean, it wasn't – I guess my point is I don't have to tell you guys how popular Sooner softball is. You know, I mean, because of the popularity of softball, Barry Trammell mentioned me in a story this weekend in the radio broadcast, which was awesome. And I'm grateful for that. Now, we've got some things to clean up about me chasing a girlfriend down here, and I'm kind of in trouble for that story. Oh, really? My wife hates when I tell that story. because He also got the timing of the show incorrect. Well, what did he put, 9 to 11? Yeah. Well, that's me tomorrow. Maybe he was thinking about me tomorrow. We added an extra hour, Barry. Let's go. Um, but I will say, what's funny, Josh, is when he texted me uh, to ask if I was around, he texted at like 11 a.m. and said, hey, call me after your show. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought I was in trouble. 
Anytime I get a text from Barry, and I've never had one before, I was like, what did I say? Is there some – did I, did I lift a, a quote from one of his stories or something? How much trouble am I in? But that was really cool, so I'm grateful for that. We'll, we'll get to it later. So I don't need to tell anyone how popular it is. What you need to step back and, and, and truly realize is how popular it is amongst its peers. And listen, I'm not – Miami of Ohio has gone to the NCAA tournament in each of the last two years, and they won their first tournament game in a while last year. Um, their head coach, fourth, fifth season, she's done a really nice job. But she is fighting an uphill battle, right? She's fighting an uphill battle. And I didn't really talk to her about this, but you could tell from seeing her and the athletic director talk about it. And you're constantly selling these ADs and your administrators um, at a place like Miami of Ohio or Oakland University or – Gosh, Josh, who else was there? Louisville even, I would imagine, for softball. You're constantly selling these places. What? We need more. Um, If you could get us here, there's a passion for this. And I'm sure that there's games that this AD goes out to, and he's like, I don't really see it. You bring that guy out when the Sooners come to town, and you see, even though it's you know very much a pipe dream, I think, for people to try to do what Oklahoma's doing, you can show the potential, man. I came away so excited for the future of Miami of Ohio specifically because Patty Gasso, man, took a team that didn't have to go to Miami of Ohio, that had a game taken from them this weekend because of weather. We literally they, – they spent a – they spent a whole day at a hotel on Sunday. I mean, I'm sure they worked out and stuff, but they didn't have to go. We easily could have stayed here and played just about anyone that was of the same caliber of Miami of Ohio. But they went there, and it made an impact, and it made a difference. Not just for those Sooner fans that got to be there and those young girls that waited and waited and that poor girl that was just bawling because she didn't get a Jordy Ball interview – or. It, autograph and she finally got one because Jordy's awesome and coach is awesome but there was a statement made for this sport and I'm not trying to be cheesy but I saw it and coach even coach even jokingly says like oh all right you gotta do something with this now let's go spend that money <laughs> that's what she said I, I I had coach at a school basically telling an athletic director go spend some money how awesome is that and that's what this did this weekend. It's a little thing, man. It's a little thing. And it doesn't matter to anyone probably that's going to text this show today or listen to this show. And you might be like, bro, you could be telling us about what's going on with the pitching staff. I want to tell you what's going on with this sport because that was an awesome, awesome moment in that here is Miami of Ohio just trying to, you know, continue to compete in the MAC, trying to build its program. And Oklahoma went there, packed their place, made him some money, and showed an entire athletic department invest in this sport. It was so cool to see. Now, to be honest, I don't know if that was a message going in. I think more than anything it was, well, we got an open hole in our schedule. Miami of Ohio wants us to come out. That'd be pretty cool. But it ended up being so much more than that. And so for that, I was grateful to be there. Um, let's take a time out. When we come back, I'll get to the field stuff. I'll get to the stuff on the field. We've got a Women's Gymnastics National Championship celebration coming up from 10 to noon. And we're kicking things off with Todd and Luke. 
who's Todd? Todd, Todd, Todd. I'm watching too much draft coverage right now. Tom and Luke. So that's coming up right around the corner. Um, but let's let's just continue from the weekend, Josh. Sound good to you? Let's talk some OU softball and baseball next right here on The Ref. Yeah, um, the 614 had a really good note there. Um, the um, They added seats. Their typical capacity was, I think they had listed 550 for this weekend in softball. And I keep saying Hamilton, Ohio. It was Oxford, Ohio. It's never been in that area. Before, outside of just driving through for a road trip, is it uh, is it a pretty big place or Hamilton and everything? Oh, Hamilton was awesome, but I didn't really get to do any. I was I was riding from Boyd Street. I didn't even go watch. I watched everything from my room. I've been working. <laughs> quick sidebar here. I've been working on about four different stories, which became three because I got one done, which became two. And now I think I only need to get one done by this evening. So I, I, we we whittled it down. It was like my man, uh, who's the manliest man we know? Tommy Bacon. It's like when you're whittling wood, I felt like I was whittling away at it. So I'm, I'll, I'll be ready to go. Chopping wood, baby. But their typical um, capacity was around like 550, and they, they had well over like 1,200 there, which doesn't sound like a big number, I understand, in comparison to say, you know, what's at a baseball game, but it's it's a different it's a different setting, right? It's just it's a different makeup. And, and for Miami of Ohio, it was gigantic. Huge. It was massive. Yeah, it was yeah, the biggest yeah. uh softball weekend they had ever had. Josh, <laughs> they don't have bathrooms in the facility. They don't have concession stands. It, literally, they set up outside the gate. There's a handful of people with the grill and they're just Oh, and this smells so good. And they're just making burgers and hot dogs, and there's a bunch of uh, porta potties. That's what you. Uh, that's what you got outside of the stadium. Outside itself. of the stadium, yeah. And so, so reentry's not a problem. No, 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 no. They 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 watch it fairly closely, but it was cool. It was really cool. Now, as far as the team is concerned, um, I will say, Josh Ham- uh, Josh Hamilton, uh, Josh Elmer, just thought it was a great weekend. I thought. Everything pretty much clicked like you would like to see. They they played, I don't want to say flawless, but they played well. You, you saw what you hope to see whenever someone tries to use, um, whenever someone tries to use the um, multiple pitcher theory. Like, for instance, Louisville. I'm glad you've got the box score up, okay? Um, Louisville started with a pitcher who had thrown five games so far this year. Taja Felder had pitched in five games. Hadn't pitched since mid-March, I think. And the Sooners did what you hope you do in those situations. She didn't get out of the first inning. And, you know, in years and games past whenever that happens, it's it's a little bit different. But – I mean, they just left no doubt. She didn't record a second out. No. She was gone. And I th- if I don't have my scorebook and someone that was there or a diehard can correct me, but I, I think Jada laid down a bunt. And then I think Haley Lee hit a two-run homer. And from that point forward, you were like, okay, is that right? Yeah, there you go. Uh, and and T.R.A. Jennings' line drive to center field was a laser. So by the time that 
you know, they had loaded the bases, they brought in a new pitcher. And then you just, I think they ended up throwing, what was the total, Josh, five different pitchers in that game? So you saw, like, two different philosophies at work. You saw Louisville go with the, all right, we're just going to throw a bunch of different arms at him. Yeah, five different pitchers and technically a sixth because Felder reentered to get um, get him out or at least try to get him. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it wasn't Felder. We thought it was Felder at first. It was uh, Zabala who came in, so... They used four different pitchers. Then, against Miami of Ohio, Josh, the Redhawks just basically said, we got an ace, let's see what happens. And what happened? Two innings, pretty smooth. And then all of a sudden, by the third inning, fourth inning, it was, uh, oh gosh, they figured her out. (laughs) What's going to happen here? So, you saw the mindset of, all right, let's throw a bunch of different pitchers. Adam and Oklahoma made them pay. And then you saw the, all right, we've got it. We've got an ace. Let's go. Look at her, her stat line. 13 hits, 10 runs, all of them earned. Now, I will say there were, Sooners got maybe one or two breaks. The uh, the call in game one of Sidney Sanders at first base, that was a really bad call. That was a, I mean, she was, if we had a replay and we didn't have replay this weekend, she might have been out at first, and I think that would have ended the inning. But instead, the Sooners tacked on, I think, four or five more. Now, there was no doubt in my mind that they were going to run rule Louisville. But they just, they dominated. They dominated. So I was I was really fired up about the way they played this weekend, Josh. They were smooth defensively. They played a lot of players. Kirsten Deal looked good whenever she threw. It was chef's kiss, if you will. They scored seven runs in the opening half inning. Right. Which is it, – it's what you wanted to see, right? It, it, you came into this thing – I think educated Oklahoma fans would say they weren't alarmed with what was going on offensively, but at least taking note that, hey, it, it was it was time to see Oklahoma really kind of break out and have these back-to-back performances right. with the bats. And they delivered. Absolutely. It was fun to see, man. Uh, I know that they gave up a run, so the scoreless inning streak ended at 31 and two-thirds, but now they get to go to Waco and uh, a Baylor team that's lost Benford, so they've lost one of their best players for the season, and now, Josh, they're going to try to get, I would assume, Orm going. And Oklahoma has had mixed results against her, right? Um, uh, Sean, right? We go back to the Saturday game, Sunday game last year, whenever a drop fly ball in foul territory presented an or, uh, prevented an Orm gym, and Oklahoma came back and won. She was really good early against him before Benford came in and shut him down. So uh, Baylor won their series against Texas Tech this weekend, but that's, that's not the same Baylor team, Josh, that they saw to start the season. So – and and by, I think they were – did did I see this stat right from Seth Oliveris that this is the third straight year that Oklahoma's been 39-1? and one? They definitely have each of the last two years. <laughs> uh, I was walking after the game, and an unnamed friend of the show looked at me and said, have we really been 39-1 and one in each of the last three years? Yeah. One other good thing from this weekend, Josh – Sid Sanders got going. 
And if you've listened with any regularity, you hear me say a lot, it's just a, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. And indeed it was. My only regret from the weekend is that um, because I left early, I didn't get a chance to sit down with Coach and get any audio for the show today. But I reached out and hopefully Coach, Coach Gass will be able to come on. Dude, this, the passion around this team is really high. You know, I'm looking ahead to that game. I would say I'm, I'm intrigued by Waco. I think Oklahoma's going to sweep the series. But I'll tell you what game's got me pretty fired up. That's our, that's our two-step next week to Wichita and Tulsa. I think that's going to be really fun. And then we'll get back home to Marina Hines Field. Anything else you wanted to add from what you heard, saw, caught this weekend? The, uh, the guys in Miami of Ohio couldn't have been nicer. The radio guy, or, I'm sorry, their TV guy was good. He was really good. Um, he didn't say anything to us. I think he was mad because we were sitting right next to him, but he was great, super nice guy. Um, and and they, they tweeted this. Luke, who was there, um, who kind of took care of all of their media responsibilities, said that their listenership jumped 20 times its normal amount on – Friday, and then on the TV side for the final two games, they ended up with nearly 100,000 live viewers over the course of the day. That's that's incredible. 100,000. Let's just say it is not typically that high for Miami of Ohio. Oklahoma in 2021 started 40 and 1. Okay. Last season, 48 and 1. And obviously, where they're at right now, thirty-nine and one. So, uh, yeah, that that's statistic is right. And in fact, they, they did a little bit better than that each of the last two seasons. I can't. Don't tell me, because I can't remember for the life of me. Don't tell me who beat them early last year, because Georgia was twenty twenty. Sorry, 2021. Yeah, 2021. When you tell me, I'm going to be so mad. No one's coming to mind. Who was it last year? Texas, was it not? Oh, shoot. That's right. Dang it. How many of you were yelling at your radio right then? Haley Dulcini in the third game on a Saturday in Austin pitched to Jim. Kinsey Hansen hit it. That was that moment where – uh, Sid Sanders has become what I would say about Kenzie Hansen last year. Just wait. It's coming. Here it comes. All right. Uh, gymnastics celebration coming up here in about 20 minutes from now. Uh, when we come back, though, let's hit the early air con- uh, the early text, and let's, uh, let's dive into some other sports from the weekend. All in all, I, I think if you're a Sooner fan, you should be over the moon pumped about what happened with OU softball. This weekend, as if you weren't. Do you have WPF draft information you can pass along, by the way? Some people are asking. I'll do it next. I'll share my WPF draft experience to this point with you. Spoiler, going to be a really short segment. They're treating treating these picks uh, tonight like nuclear war secrets. I've never seen anything like it. We'll tell you you about it next. Dude, I, I wanted to quit radio last night after my show, after the Sunday night show. What made you? I mean, I just, and I feel like one of those nights with Arnie. Well, because the Knicks won Game One, so that series is over, and Giannis is hurt, so they're moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. So the Knicks 
are winning the NBA title based on one win. And Shows today. Yeah, and I guess um, I guess Dalvin Cook is mentioned as a potential – the Dolphins are listed as a landing spot for Dalvin Cook. So, basically, I, I would challenge anyone to listen to the podcast from last night. I put it on my, my Twitter feed, a plank show, and find the moment where I finally snapped and just opened up a cold beer. And, like, I'm, just, I'm in this. There's nothing I can do. Is, so. uh, is Artie basically an older Robbie Triano? I think so, but I don't think – Like, Robbie knows what he's doing Robbie, now. I don't think – I think Arnie's serious. <laughs> right, yeah. There, there I mean, is a, a difference between the there, two. There is – I think he's serious. And I think my my favorite part is that he, he'll he'll text me – when anything happens in this, I'll get a Does text. Does he listen Arnie. to this show? He's no, on the air. Right? No, 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 no. He doesn't have any. His only show is Sunday night. So I, I am his entertainment throughout the week, where he shoots me everything. And oh no, Arnie, Arnie you got to give him another job. By the LV, I make sure I keep Las Vegas sooner from getting mad at me. Listen, I, I hold, I don't hold a grudge, but I'm make sure I, I keep things on the, on the up and up, LV sooner. But uh, Arnie is my co-host on Sunday nights. You probably remember growing up listening to Arnie Spanier on one-on-one sports, 800-777-2907. Now I'm, I, I get to hang with him on Sunday nights. Is that how he used to do the radio? Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whenever he's by himself, he has this old song that he likes to play that, that starts it off. It's, it's pretty funny. But he is uh, – it's always – He's a legend, though. He, he is a legend, but he is – Last night, I just knew what I knew what I was walking into too. It's like, bro, the Knicks won a game. He's gonna say my Lakers, and then you've got to deal with the Dolphins. And he sends this whole sheet, and every I'm like, yeah, man, it's some interesting Lamar Jackson stuff, right? Because you got he's like, yeah, but I mean, you know, really, does it even matter if Dalvin Cook ends up with the Dolphins? What anyone does, and that's that point where you're like, that's just. <laughs> I mean, listen, this isn't college softball, okay? This is actually the National Football League. Is he aware about Patrick Mahomes having won another Super Bowl? But you know what we did get into last night that I thought was pretty interesting was Carson Palmer's comments from last week. I I didn't see what he said. What what did he say? Oh, he said Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in the NFL. I mean, Joe Burrow's really good, but yeah, you can't can't take it away from Mahomes after he just won again. I, I am a very bitter, but I am a tried and true... Oakland, Los Angeles, Oakland, Las Vegas Raider fan. That was the path, y'all. Went to Oakland, disaster. And they're like, oh, we're going to go to L.A. Never got a new stadium. Went back to Oakland where we're supposed to get a new stadium. Guess what we never got, Josh? A new stadium. And now they're in a new stadium in Vegas. Um, But I love love the Raiders. I hate where they are right now. I hate where they are right now. They're like in the middle of tanking and being terrible. So I can't tell, like, where, where that is. And then you have, like, the one Raider fan that's like, Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Derek Carr. Maybe. But, again, he, he can't stay healthy. And, you know, the Raiders' backup quarterback is now. It's Brian Hoyer. So that puts fear into everybody. Yep, look out. So I say this coming from a diehard Vegas Raiders fan. I've never seen anything like Patrick Mahomes. Never. It's unfair. You, you can say, well, you saw Brady. No, no, no. This is different. This is different. Um, and, and Brady was special. Don't get me wrong. I just – I, you're going to have a whole new cast of receivers next year. It's, it's like Marino, but he's won twice already. 
That's a great comparison. But even Marino had Mark Duper, Mark Clayton. He had these consistent receivers. And in fairness, Pat Mahomes had Tyreek for his first three, four years, right? Yeah. And you've got Travis Kelsey, but this year it was Juju Smith-Schuster, Miko Hardman, um, who am I leaving out? And, and those guys are gone now. And I right? think that this year was important for Mahomes because he's now taught himself, right. okay, I can win with different receivers. And, and – Kansas City's done a pretty good job bolstering up their defense. But here's the thing, though, and I've said this before in the past. Burrow's going to get his. I still believe Josh Allen is going to get his. Those three, man, are going to trade Super Bowls and championships and AFC title games. And and I think there's a good chance that Mahomes winds up the best of the bunch. Sure. But all three of those guys, you're picking, you're choosing straws. They're all really, really good. And I would, But I would take Mahomes over all of them in a heartbeat. That's just me. And I'm and with I you. Shouldn't. I'm with you, but I should be in pain right now. You can't say Burrow's better than Mahomes right now. You just, you just can't. can't. All right. So anyway, th- we got into that, and that was actually pretty good. But that's irrelevant here on this women's gymnastics championship celebration Monday, and they're all rolling in here in a bit. So let me hit some of these texts. Bumpy Rhodes asks, Chris, did you get a chance to meet Coach Kumar, LA native, huge Dodger fan, Laker, and WWE fan? Oh my gosh, Bumpy Rhodes, I wish I would have known that. I wish I would have known that. I did not know she was a Dodgers, Lakers, or WWE fan, but I did get a chance to meet her. Um, It was on the field while we were leaving, and her AD was there talking to Coach. I thought I was running security detail for Coach, but she kind of went Whitney Houston in the bodyguard on me and just disappeared, and I was like, I guess I better get on the bus. But I got to meet Coach Kumar, and it was really a moment of, hey, really nice to meet you. You, you got a great team. I love watching you, Coach. Thank you. And she was like, oh, thank you, and I, I left. But I wish I would have known that. Um, oh, here's two on this. Tommy writes, it's hard being a Bronco fan, but Mahomes is the best QB hands down. At least you have a coach that knows what he's doing, Tommy. Uh, the 918 writes, Mahomes is the current NFL version of John Elway. I think he's better. Well, he's, he's won twice early, and it took Elway until late. Plank, the YouTube production of these games was excellent. It was very surprising from Bobby and B.A. I, I got to tell you something, man. They, they had it going on. It was almost as if they got together and said, we got a big weekend. You know, it was, it was big enough that Louisville was coming to town. But Oklahoma's coming here. We're going to have a lot of people. I, I want to say maybe Pat gave him a heads up. I'm like, listen, you're going to have a lot of people watching, and they're going to complain if things aren't good. Uh, but they were just sharp. It was a really well-done thing. I don't think they – I don't think they missed too many fly balls or anything. They were good. Uh, Cam Osuna writes, how much will revenge for the lone loss play in the Baylor series? None. None. Oh, it's going to play some. None. They couldn't care less. Uh, And then there was this from the 405 that you brought up. Speaking of growth and growing the game, can Mr. WPF give us a draft preview for tonight? Time, names to watch, draft order, how many rounds. Yeah, you know what? That's a good That's a good thing to do, wrap up hour number one next. Because it's a little bit thorough. It's the double T's. Yeah, right? <laughs> Sorry, we got carried away with the NFL. Um, I, I, Well, let's get the rest of these here then. Uh, what all platforms is the Diamond Envy podcast streamed to? Is it just YouTube, Jimmy, and Duncan? I think it's everywhere, Jimmy. Any, It's my understanding just about any podcast platform you would search for podcasts. If you look up Diamond Envy, you, you should find it. 17,000 plus were streaming the Miami, Ohio YouTube Saturday. That's amazing. Yeah, it really was. Those guys did great.
Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. All right, quick break. When we come back, um, I'll hit that. A couple of expectations tonight. And some Sooners will have their name called. It's Plank Show on the ref. So here's what you'll get just to kind of pay off this never-ending tease. Uh, four different teams, six rounds of the draft. Uh, the Oklahoma City Spark have the first pick, and uh, they'll have the first pick of every round except round two, where they made a trade with the Smash It Vipers part of the Jocelyn Allo deal. I believe it's this year and next year that they give up their number two pick. Uh, true would add, hey, is it worth going? I, I mean, maybe. Uh, it's going to be at the Yale Theater. I'm going down there pretty early, True, so well, text me, I'll let you know. But it looks like it's going to be a great event. All, every Sooner that's draft eligible um, are the players that aren't are out of eligibility. So Grace Lyons, Alex Straco, Haley Lee, and, and technically Grace Green. I would say just to be a part of history, it's worth going from that sure. standpoint. I mean, they had a draft last year, but it wasn't an event like this. And depending on how you feel about the future of the WPF, this could end up being an annual event that moves around from city to city. If anything else, um, it's the first time that you know we get a chance to see the spark in this regard. So that'll be really fun. I, I, I can't wait to be a part of it, but we know nothing. And I mean nothing about what teams are, are going to do or, or who they're going to take. So it's been a... It's been a very frustrating information-gathering process, but it's a draft. How could you expect anything else? All right, we start our celebration of the Women's Gymnastics National Championship next.